Good evening. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight for our Bible study. Um, we would like to be, first of all, we want to welcome everyone and we are going to be reading and reflecting on the upcoming gospel. Please tune in and, you know, or please chime in rather and let us know who you are and where you're, you are located. Okay, so we know. Um, we welcome you and again, thank you for being with us tonight. Um, so this evening, we're going to be reading and discussing the gospel, and joining me this evening is Mike, okay? Hi, good evening, um, everyone. Hi, Mike. How are you Hello. doing? I'm great. How are you? Great. Okay, so um, first, we're going to get started. This is for the gospel for Sunday, um, November 8th, all right, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're going to begin with our opening prayer. Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we open our hearts, minds, and souls to worship you. Thank you that today we dwell in your kingdom and live in your presence. Thank you that as we gather together, we join with all Catholic Christians across the world to glorify your holy name. Come be with us, inspire us, and lead us in our time together. We ask all this in the beautiful name of Jesus, amen. 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 Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, tonight's gospel is Matthew, from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, the parable of the ten virgins. Okay, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flax of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, we're about to get to our reflection questions, but before we do, just to let everyone know, Mike's going to be reading your comments as they come in. So, please feel free to comment and uh, chime in. We'd love to and hear from you. We actually have some people already who are chiming in. Uh, good evening to Great. Katie, Gary Aloha, Singing Angie, The Terminator Medina, uh, Michael Cody, and Amazed4374. Good evening, guys. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Great. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Glad to have you here. Okay. So for our reflection questions, the first one says, who do the virgins represent? Who are the wise? Who are the foolish? Why do you think the word virgin is used? Okay, so let's take these one at a time. So first of all, who do the virgins represent in this gospel? Okay, we're gonna give everybody about 30 mm -hmm. seconds to go ahead and let us know your thoughts on these questions and whatever comes in, I'll be reading. So, okay. So it looks like the key word there is virgins. So. Right. And they're split into two groups, like wise and foolish among them. So. Hmm. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. So I think that this power, what I think that this power represents is, okay. So all of the virgins, I think they represent the people, like people like us, the church community, hoping to get to heaven, hoping to enter the kingdom of God. And, you know, and among them, you have the wise and the foolish. Um, so, and I think that the bridegroom 
is, I might be jumping the gun here with this, but I think the bridegroom represents, supposed to represent Christ and they're all, the wedding feast is the heavenly banquet. So I think that the virgins represent the people, like all of, it's supposed to represent everybody trying to get into God's kingdom. And some are going to be wise and be prepared and stay awake spiritually. And some are going to be foolish and be like, you know, fall asleep in their faith. In other words, not, you know, be vigilant with their faith and so forth. And, um, you know, they're going to just, you know, not fall. They're going to just fall asleep and be caught up in the world. So that's what I'm thinking there. Uh, Katie says, um, I think the virgins re represent us. Okay. Um, Gary says the church waiting for the second coming of Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I agree with you on this. Um, I think the virgins are obviously us. Uh, the wise are those who are ready and prepared because there was a passage where Jesus said, you know, always be ready, be on guard. You never know the hour in which the thief is going to come. So, mm -hmm. um, and then the foolish obviously were the ones that were caught off guard and not prepared. So, um, yeah. So why do you think the word virgin is used to describe, I guess, the people of God in this? Uh, Terminator Medina says the people of God, the five believers and five non-believers. Okay. All right. Uh, Gary says the wise are those prepared for the second coming. The foolish are those who are not ready. Singing Angie says five represents being aware in life. The other five are unaware. Some of us are ready, some are not. Okay, I was a little confused with the five. That's right, there's 10 virgins. Okay, <laughs> my bad, right. sorry. Yes, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I think we all agree that that's, that's the, the gist. So why do you guys think the word virgin's being used? Why are we, I mean, what does, what's a virgin represent? Well, I think of, well, I think of purity for virgin. Uh, someone who is, um, I don't know, obviously not the sexual kind, but like a virgin is someone, I, like for example, the Virgin Mary, obviously she was a virgin virgin, but at the same time, uh, immaculate and pure. You know, that's what mm -hmm. we think of when we hear virgins, uncorrupted. Um, so that's pretty much what we're, we're called to be. Thank God for confession to make that happen. Um, so that's my definition of virgin. And that's why I think virgin's being used. Kate, what do you think? I think that it's, I think they use that the term virgin because I think it's the idea of nothing imperfect. Like you were saying, like immaculate and clean, like nothing imperfect can enter heaven. So, um, you know, at the same time, when you're like, so it's the idea of, I guess the, you know, we're all called to be perfect. But then again, in being perfect, some are gonna be wise and, you know, keep themselves awake and ready and some are going to be foolish, I guess. And, uh, you know, not, and not be, not enter in. And it's interesting because the kingdom of God in other parables too, it's like the idea of a feast, rep, like the wedding feast, rep, you know, represented there. I think of the one where the parable about the man who wasn't wearing the right wedding garment and he couldn't get in and that kind of thing too. So, it's interesting. And I always wondered why the number 10, like why there were 10 virgins and why not like 12 or 20 of them or. But, That's a good point. Um, Cause usually 12 is like the, the number for everything, you know, cause it's 12 tribes of Israel. That's a good yeah. point. But then um, we the have like, I'm sorry, guys. 10 Hail, 10 Hail Marys and the Holy Rose, like a decade of the rosary. Like, I don't know if that is in connected whatsoever, but you know, that comes on, but I don't know. Number 10. I just always wonder why are there 10 of them? Like, you know, Okay. Uh, the Terminator Medina says, because of the righteousness and the inheritance uh, we have received from God, we are purified. Okay. Oh, okay. Like baptism, maybe too. Uh, Singing Angie says, his death on the cross made us clean virgins. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jesus takes away our sins, you know, for, the, for those who repent. So yeah, Singing Angie, I, I agree with you on that. And mm. Thank God for confession. That's all I got to say, because, yeah. you know, we tend to be, we tend to get dirty in this corrupted world, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, obviously, again, like we talked about last week, we're always constantly at battle with our enemies, whether it's spiritual or spiritual or physical, um, seen or unseen, we're at war right now. And we don't, we're not always successful. So uh, that's a good point. 
Ethan Baxter says, uh, okay, that's not appropriate. So we're just going to remove that comment. Uh, the Terminator says the cross, yes. Um, all right, this guy's got to go. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. Um, where are we at here? Angela says good evening from Florida. Good evening, Angela. Oh, good evening. Okay. All right. So that's uh, that's pretty much what we did. And also, virgins, obviously, again, it's for the bridegroom. So the bridegroom, obviously, being Jesus, that, you know, um, and he's always talking about this this wedding feast. I mean, this is like the third, mm -hmm. second or third parable about a wedding feast and how heaven and the kingdom of heaven is compared to as a wedding feast. So again, we're preparing ourselves to become pure for Jesus, you know, and um, because that's the only way we're going to be able to get into the heavenly kingdom is, you know, being pure. And thank God for confession. Thank God for purgatory because... Mm -hmm you know, nothing short of perfect answers heaven. We have to be purified and made um, clean. Uh, Sandra mm -hmm. says, all praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. And Pauline mm -hmm. says, good morning. Good morning, Pauline. Good morning. Good morning. We're here on the East Coast of the U.S. It's eight, eight o'clock mm -hmm. at night here. So, mm -hmm. but obviously you're, you're probably, I think you're in Australia, if I remember correctly. All right, Kate, uh, that's all we got over here. Okay, great. So let's move on. Uh, next, what does the lamp symbolize? What does the oil symbolize? Hmm. Okay, this is interesting. So what does the lamp symbolize? Because they want to keep their lamps like lit and trimmed and everything. And what does the oil symbolize? We're gonna give everybody about 30 seconds to go ahead and fill in your answer what you think. Hmm. So I gotta reread that part actually. Um, Yes, they brought. The foolish yes, ones, brought, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. They brought no oil. But the, the wise, wise brought, brought flasks yeah. of oil. So what does the lamps symbolize? What does the oil symbolize? Hmm. All right, let me see if we got any responders yet. Uh, we do. Let's see. Uh, Cindy Angie says the lamp is the light of Christ. Okay. That's what I was thinking too. That was, okay. Um, Gary says oil represents faith. Wow. Mm, okay. Good. I'm totally on the wrong direction with this question. I, mm -hmm. um, Singh Angie says oil's being uh, able to anoint him when he comes again? Question mark. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm thinking like the lamp. I definitely agree with that. I think it's the light of Christ. And you notice the setting of this parable. It's nighttime. So it's like all of our lives, I guess, it's a dark night compared to the brightness of the kingdom. So we need the light of Christ to help us with the, you know, the lamp, the light of Christ to help us through that. And if the oil does represent faith, then that would make sense. So keeping your faith strong and so forth. So That's a good point, Kate, because um, Jesus calls us to be the light of the world, you know, and, you know, uh, you can't hide your lamp underneath, you know, a bushel, I think he says. Right. You know, it's got to shine basket. bright on the mountain and for all to see, or I'm right. totally lousing up that, that scripture, but it has something to do with that. All yeah. right. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly which one, like you have to let your light shine with bring the faith and be lights to others. And, you know, the idea to have fallen asleep, this reminds me of when the apostles all fell asleep in during the agony in the garden scene, you mm. know, nighttime, they couldn't stay oh. awake and, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Singing Angie says, I'm thinking of the woman who used her hair to anoint Jesus' feet with her oil. Okay. Oh, good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's oil again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, True. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Um, see, I was thinking of it a little differently. I was thinking of the lamp as if the lamp is the soul mm. and the oil would be you know, our repentance and, but I think what you guys are saying makes more sense here. Okay. Well, we'll find out at the end. So yeah. uh, Terminator says lamp is the glory of God. Oil is our faith that we profess and he is the author of our faith. Wow. Amaze says, this is the first time I get to discuss this and learning now. Awesome. Amazed. Very good. Cool. Awesome. Good. 
we're learning along with you guys. So this is, this is what I like about this is like, there's no real experts here where, you know, we're, we're in this together and, and we're, we're discussing it and reflecting it from our point of view. And then, you know, obviously we have the Bible study notes at the end, but we also hear what the, the priest says at church about the, mm -hmm. in the homily. So, you know, that's what I love about this. So awesome. Right. All right, Kate, I think we're ready to move on. That's all the comments we got for this one. Okay. All right. So let's see. Okay, next we have, why wouldn't the wise virgin share? What lesson does this teach us? Hmm, this okay, is we'll interesting. Give everybody 30 seconds for this to go ahead and fill in what you think. Why wouldn't the wise virgin share? So again, let's reread that part where it says, um, the foolish ones say, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. Uh, the wise ones replied, no, there may not be enough for us and you. Go into the merchants and buy some for yourselves. Hmm. Well, I always thought that that response was kind of unusual. Like, I did so. I thought that was kind of like cold, like get out here and go buy, you know. <laughs> I did. I always wondered about that, you know, so, huh. Janice says, so sorry I'm late. Um, I just realized now it was Bible study. Janice, welcome. We, we appreciate welcome. you joining us. Awesome. <laughs> um, let's see. I think I need to backtrack a little bit. All right, uh, so ACI, good evening, ACI, says the lamp is our anticipation of Christ's coming and the oil is our perseverance to the end. Wow, okay, mm. that's good, wow. right? Terminator mm. says, remember that the kingdom of God is on earth as it is in heaven. That is very true, it's very mm. true. Uh, Gary says, uh, we all need to be prepared as individuals. Okay, yes. That's true. So this question, why wouldn't the wise virgin share? Kate, do you have any thoughts? Um, well, this part of the, I've always wondered about this part of this gospel. Uh, I think it has something to do with, well, first of all, if like all this time the, you know, so they've been carrying these flasks of oil with them, they brought it, they were prepared and they were ready. Um, you know, I guess partly, um, it could be human nature too, like just, you know, hey, we, you know, we took the time to do this, you need to go to town and get yours, get your own flasks of oil, uh, because they'd obviously they'd be afraid of not getting in to the wedding feast, you know, if the bridegroom showed up. So it could be the only thing I can think of is it could be something to do with if you fall into I don't want to say fall into bad company but like the foolish ones if you get caught up with the foolish ones then you might end up missing out like I guess in life like kind of like falling in with bad company or not you know I'm not sure I think that that's that's the only thing I can think of because you know they would if they shared some of their if the oil does represent faith we are we don't want to share our faith with others but I'm wondering if you know, unless the oil represents something else. And if you're depleted of your supply of oil, you're going to fall short, like of, you know, I mean, as things go here in this gospel. So yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, it all depends on this one too. Yeah. It all depends um, on what the oil represents. I always thought that was kind of mean of the wise ones uh -huh. not to share the uh -huh. oil or, you know, or why don't they just all, you know, if the lamp, if, if whoever has the best lamp, I'd say everybody gather around the best lamp and send one person out to go get some more oil and they'd all have yeah. some, I don't know. Well, we are <laughs> but, called to share our faith with people. That's the thing Right, though. right. I mean, but, so this is all very confusing here. Yeah, because if, it, if, if the oil is faith, then how do you like literally share that? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't maybe, know. I'm maybe, stumped with this one. Let's see what yeah. some of our, did you want to say something or? Well, or maybe unless the oil's not representing faith, maybe the oil's representing something else. Yeah, this one's this one's a good one, guys. Jesus got me on this one. <laughs> uh, let's see what some people are saying here. Singing Angie says, "How could the five who were not prepared participate in Jesus's return?" I'm thinking that this is why they didn't share. Okay. Um, uh, Sergeant Taylor says, first time. Welcome, Sergeant Taylor." Welcome. Uh, Virginia, welcome. Virginia says, how often are your Bible studies? Uh, we do this every Tuesday, 8 p.m. for about mm -hmm. 30 to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, keep it up. Glad to see it. Thank you. Appreciate you joining us. Amay says, I never understood why they didn't share. So that's the big, that's the big elephant in the room right now. Why, why aren't they sharing? 
Uh, Singing Angie mm -hmm. says, I feel this reading is about being prepared for his return. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pam, good evening. Pam says the oil is often thought as good deeds. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that, you know what that makes sense. You know what that reminds me of is um, when Mike, when we were doing the total consecration to Jesus through Mary, where you put your deeds in the blessed mother's hands at the end of time. So she oh, holds them. So okay. If that's true, then, you know, if you were to give up some of your good deeds, if you're a lot, one of the wise ones in this and you give up your good deeds to the foolish, then coming in to the wedding feast, you won't have those good deeds for the bridegroom, maybe. Um, I hate to be the devil's advocate, but we offer our good deeds for the holy souls of purgatory and trusting that, you know, in return, mm. they'll be sure to pray good for point. us. So I'm not sure about Wow, maybe, about that. yeah, so I don't it's, know. It's good. Pam, I, I agree with you. I think it is about good deeds and, and faith, but how do you share that? And why would Jesus or the virgins not want that to be shared? That's our question right now. ACI says, I think the virgins knew that the coming of the bridegroom is the most important event in their life. So they didn't take any chances. They loved the bridegroom, God, above all the other virgins. I think that's okay. I think I understand mm. what you're saying there. And um, I guess when push comes to shove, here comes Jesus. It's the end of the world or it's the second coming. Um, and maybe, maybe now it's too late. Maybe that's what it's about. Maybe it's too late to, uh, you know, share and offer up indulgences for other people. The second coming. I think you're onto something, mm -hmm. ACI. That mm -hmm. actually, do you see what he's saying here? He or she? Okay. I heard what you said, so I just I so can't read. So ACI says, I think the virgins knew that the second, or excuse me, that the coming of the bridegroom, Jesus, is the most important event in our lives, so that they did not take any chances. They loved the bridegroom, Jesus, above all other virgins. So, okay, so this is how I'm looking at it. Like, suppose the bridegroom has not come yet, and the virgins, the ones who are foolish, say, can I have some of your oil? okay, well, tomorrow I'll go get some more oil. So maybe at that point, they'll go ahead and share it. But now that they know that the bridegroom has arrived, it's the end of the, it's too late. It's the end of time. You know, mm, you can't right. share. I think ACI is on the point. Mm. Got a good point here. You can't share. The second coming is the end of the world. And that's, it's too late. If you did not, um, if you did not repent, if you did not have faith at that point, then I don't see how anything's going to really save you, you know? Wow. Okay. I think, see, together wow. we're getting this, guys. The Holy huh. Spirit is inspiring us. Awesome. Wow. Uh, the Terminator says you have to go buy some means, spend your valuable time in prayer and meditation by devotion every day. Discipline now, greater, later. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how we prepare. Awesome. Uh, Amaze says, I think like you, Kate. Yes. Confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because like, I think that like, cause what if they get into the wedding ceremony and the bridegroom being Christ says, well, why didn't you share with, you know, with each other? Like, you know, I don't know. Cause you hear all the powers without mercy, but. <laughs> uh, Pam says they don't share because they are wise. So we should ask, when is it unwise to give? That's a good point. That's true. That's like that this. is a good point. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Awesome. Gary says oil, excuse me, oil can also be our individual relationship with the Lord. There you go, Kate. Oh. Hmm. oh that's a good point, Gary. Thank that's you. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, we can't share our relationship with the Lord. I mean, we can encourage people to, you know, but we can't, you know, cut into allow, excuse me, others to take away our 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 faith, our good deeds, our relationship with the lord all right that's that makes a lot of sense because when we you know stand before the judgment seat of god it's not like you can have a lawyer with you to you know intercede on your behalf it's just you know it's you and god and you know so that's that's a good point yeah sergeant mm -hmm. taylor says how about being ready in uncertain times absolutely mm -hmm. amazed uh we'll feel bad to step over someone to enter heaven oh uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes, but don't forget, this is, this is, um, this is the end of the world. So, um, mm. and that's when God's going to divide everybody in, into two groups. Those who are 
going to be saved and those who had a chance and didn't take the offer, I guess. So it's right. going to be, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. We're going to find out each other's, you know, sins and everything's going to come to light. Hmm. And someone said, I think it was a saint that we're going to be surprised to see some people up there and who's not up there. So mm-hmm. it's scary. Um, but I see what you're, I see what you're saying. Amazing. I feel the same way, you know, you want, you want, we all want everyone to make it, you know, but the truth of the matter is according to what we believe most of us don't make it, you know, but it's, it's not the ones who aren't trying and praying and, and doing everything they can to establish a relationship with the Lord, even though they may fall and sin at times and fall down, but they get back up. It's the ones who at this point in time, um, unfortunately, when they die, they still haven't turned to Jesus. They haven't accepted that call, you know, and they never mm-hmm. bothered to try to have a relationship with the Lord. So the time's ticking. We don't know. You know, what's scary thought is every second of the clock that goes around is a second closer to our eternity, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's it's frightening to think about unless unless you have a really strong relationship with the Lord. If you do. I think it's, um, it's exciting, you know, because we know the spiritual dangers of being here on this earth. We're, again, we're always engaged in battle. So, um, some of us, death isn't the end of the world. Death is finally what we get to, we have to pass through to get to our overall goal, obviously. And that is to be with the Lord for all eternity. So, you know, I don't know. All right, uh, let's, I, I ramble. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Katie says, we need to be ready at all times. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. ACI says, I think this is a little like the gospel where Jesus tells the disciples that they'd have to leave their family to follow him. He is speaking in absolute terms. Kind of sounds harsh, but God above all. That is so true. Right. That's so true. Good point. It's true. Uh, Singing Angie says, also the disciples kept falling asleep when Jesus asked them to stay awake and watch for him. The last line of this passage says, stay awake. We know neither the day nor the hour. Good point, Angie. Sing mm-hmm. Angie. Right. Uh, Sergeant Taylor says, sometimes uh, the actions of the Bible stories may be harsh. However, Jesus makes us think. He sure does. Yes. <laughs> he sure does. Sure. This, one, this, one's a, this one's a testimony to that. <laughs> But together, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is working with us, guys, and we're figuring this this out. Okay. All right, Kate, I think we're ready to go to the next one. Okay. So, yeah, so definitely I think the lesson of this is to stay awake, be prepared. Okay. Um, what can we learn from the fact that those who were not ready were not allowed in? What does this teach us about God's character and salvation? Hmm. So what can we learn from the fact that those who were not ready were not allowed in? And we're going to give everybody about 30 seconds if you guys want to chime in with what you what your thoughts are. Mm. Mm. Uh, Sergeant Taylor says death is inevitable inevitable. We are born to die. Yes. Mm. Oh, can I ramble one more time, guys? I'm sorry. <laughs> So here's the thing. So someone who, as someone who um, was a person of the world, I can't begin, I'm sure everyone knows this already, but you know, sometimes you just feel called to say something and speak out that it is so, so easy to get caught up in this world. You know, I mean, even with our jobs, our schools, Things that, you know, when we stand before Christ, they're so important here on this earth. But when we stand on our judgment day, how much is any of this really going to help us? You know, the question we're going to have to ask or be answer from my understanding from the saints is Jesus is going to ask us how much did we love him? You know, and no matter how successful we are in this world, whether it be, I don't know, like degrees from college or um, promotions um, mother of the year, none of this really, you know, in, in this world, it's important, but in our next life, it's not going to be all that important. Obviously we are born to work. There's no question about that. Um, we have to work because we have to eat. Right. And it's because of the sin of Adam and Eve that we have to do that. So there's no question that we have to work, 
But all these things that we hold up in, you know, on a pedestal in this life, the majority of them, if you think about it, we're given so much time here on earth. If you think of our lives as a clock, we don't know when our time's up. We don't know when that alarm's going to hit, where we're going to be, you know, boom, we're standing before the judgment seat of God. So just being in this world is a dangerous thing for us. We have to constantly make God every single day, number one. And it's so hard to do that when you have all these celebrities and politicians and, and people just like people generally don't think about death. They don't think about God. They don't think about salvation. So that question, what can we learn from the fact that those who are not ready were not allowed in? What does this teach us about God's character and salvation? That he's a just God. Like we all love, we all love to know that Jesus is merciful. But what a lot of times we're afraid to think or we don't want to think about is Jesus is also just. And our lives here on earth, this is the time of Jesus's mercy. Because when that clock goes boom and we're done, the mercy's done with. It's where we were, that that, that picture of where we're at on our on our um, our time that's going to count the most, you know. Were we still with Christ or did we fall or did we say no to God? So I think this passage, to answer his question, you know, God is merciful, but God is also very just. And, and Jesus speaks about it that, you know, every cent will be paid, you know, before, you know, we will get to heaven. So, all right, that's my ramble. Kate, what do you think? Right, well, true. I think that... Um... You know, I, I think we did, like, I think you put it best when you said about, like, the justice part. We've got to remember God's merciful and God is also is just. We have to learn that, you know, we're not going to be allowed in if we're not. I mean, it's just not, a, you know, anybody can get into the heavenly kingdom. I mean, it's only nothing imperfect can enter heaven. So, I mean, God's not going to want anybody there who doesn't love him. Okay, that's God's kingdom. So, and that you know, person would be miserable if they had to spend the rest of their eternity with God, someone that they don't love, you know? Yeah, so it wouldn't be any, I mean, it would spare them a lot of suffering, I guess, in a way. But, you know, if you if you didn't love the Lord here on the earth with all the, I mean, we take everything for granted, even the oxygen that we breathe and the nice cool breeze we get and even humidity. There's no humidity in hell. Those people down there are dying for even a taste of a drop of water. But we don't even think about that, you know? Mm. it's it's very scary if you really really dive into it there's a book called i think it's called 23 minutes in hell mm. and that really we should definitely read that story kate um that would be yeah and like maybe have a that little discussion a, with everyone i was just you know, gonna say yeah. maybe have like a book of the month well it takes me forever yeah. to read a book but i mean if you've really this person claims to have gone and spent 23 minutes in hell and um if you really i mean if you read this book there's things you don't need to think about like those even a drop of water on their tongue would be like an incredible blessing for them or, and they'll never ever get that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay. Did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just, um, no, you were fine. Um, I was just, you know, going back over what you were saying. No, I agree with what you said about like the fact that of God's justice tempered with his mercy, we have to remember that, you know, both of those things, because it's like the same thing with our relationship with people on earth. I mean, in the sense that, you know, you can't just in, in your relationship with people, you can't just think, oh, well, this person loves me. Therefore, I can go out and do whatever I want and they'll just forgive me. Well, yeah, hopefully you're forgiven. But at the same time, if you love people, if you love somebody enough, you would want to try to avoid hurting the person. So and it's the same. We have to think of the same thing with God. You, if you love God, you don't want to hurt God. So we love our brothers and sisters of the Protestant denominations. Um, but there's a very popular um, phrase that, that's used widely with um, at least Protestant youth. And um, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And while everyone has an opinion on what that means, I have heard in my past that people say, well, you're saved. There's nothing you can do that will cause you, you know, to go to hell. You're saved. All your sins are already taken care of. So in other words, go ahead and live your life as you want. And that's such a dangerous um, heresy, you know, 
Because Jesus says many times in the Bible and scriptures that we need to repent. That's a big part of salvation is repenting. We don't repent um, if we don't have that. And like you said, Kate, like if we have that strong bond with Christ, it no longer becomes just a fear of dying and going to hell. It becomes like an actual personal relationship that you don't want to hurt or offend this person or excuse me. Well, Jesus is a person, but you don't want to offend the Lord, you know, God, Mm -hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's a very good point. Uh, we have some people who are chiming in, and I'm sorry, guys, that um, we're going to get caught up here. Gary says that there is a day of judgment. Absolutely. Terminator mm-hmm. says his last breath under the cross was our first breath into eternity. That's a good way of pointing it, mm-hmm. putting it. Mm-hmm. Gary says the closing of the door is judgment for those not ready. It is. It's very sad. Angela says stay in the state of grace constantly. Yes. Amen. Sergeant says why? Um, oh, I lost us here why are we born sergeant says why are we born um oh why did god make us to know him to love him to serve him in this life and be to be happy with him in the next amen yeah this is all just a test of our will guys you know this is our this is our chance to you know but unfortunately we have that pesky devil who's always trying to get us um katie says there is nothing from this world or of this world uh losing eternal life over very true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all that money that we pursue, all that fame means absolutely nothing when we die. Nothing. Um, Singing Angie says, often we let doubt and fear stop us from living, living the life God has planned for us. This passage is a reminder that God is always with us. He will always be with us no matter what the future holds if we stay. Very good point, Singing Angie. True. Um, if we stay focused on him. Uh, ACI says, this appears to be related to our Catholic belief that we can lose our salvation. We are called, but if we do not persevere, we might not be allowed in. Very true. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between our faith, I think, and a lot of um, non-Catholic faiths is, you know, we're, our life here on earth is, is um, serving God. It's, It's not just like you say this magic phrase and then you're done with. It's more than just believing in God. Even the devil believes in God you know? So it's about making our life about God and not of these things of this world and about our wants. So that's a good point, ACI. Uh, Sergeant Taylor says, when you get older, time seems to pass faster. Sure does. does. Yeah. Katie says, good point, Mike, spot on. Thank you. Uh, Terminator says, if you're not ready, you are left out in the dark. No, thanks. Amen. Amy (laughs) says, yes, good points, Mike. Uh, Reminds me of Moses not making it to the promised land. Oh, that's a good point yes wow. and moses was a big deal you know he's he's one of those like fathers of the faith you know mm-hmm. yeah and if you think about all the people of the world how many of those were saved at the um at noah's ark during the great flood i think there was a just like a half like eight or nine people you know out of everyone in the world yeah. Yeah, yeah that story's supposed to be like a microcosm of the greater picture too mm-hmm like a smaller scale version of the greater picture. Yes, it's yeah. very easy to go to hell, guys. That's why we have to cling Scary. to Jesus and we have to put ourselves under the protection of our Blessed Mother um, who will protect us from Satan. We got prayer rosary every day, make confession and receiving Holy Communion, you know, something that we do as often as possible. Um, uh, let's see, Angela says, say a good act of contrition every night. That's a good, good mm, thing. That's good. Uh, Sergeant says, little acts of kindness help. Absolutely. Marlene, good evening, Marlene, says, so true. ACI says, yes, Mike, that's a doctrine of eternal security that some Protestants believe in. Yeah, um, once saved, always saved. Um, Yeah. Terminator Medina says, God is mercy, but then mercy ends, Mike. God is eternal, no end to his mercy. Well, what I what I mean to say is God is very merciful, but on our judgment day, that's not when mercy happens. Well, let me explain. So God is also just. The time of mercy is now while we're here on earth. We can't live as we want to right now. And then when we die, ask God for mercy. The time to ask for mercy and receive God's forgiveness is during this lifetime. And then at the judgment, that's when it's made it where we were we true with the God? Were we true to Jesus and the Father? Or did we not even bother? And now we're pleading for mercy. And the Bible says that in many times, many scriptures that, you know, be gone. I did not know you. 
and the door is slammed. So, you know, we have to remember the justice of God is, is very present as well as his mercy. So if we don't ask for mercy, then we're not going to, we, we face his justice. So that's what I meant to say. Hmm. Um, Pam says, God gave us his son and through him everything we need to be holy. We need to take it seriously. Mary shows how to live totally for God and submit to suffering and discipline. That's a very good point. Uh, Pam says, remember, love covers a multitude of sins. Sure does. Uh, mm -hmm. Gary says, this is a very good discussion. It is a good discussion tonight. It I, is. I, it mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Seeing Angie says, I look forward to these discussions uh, sovereignly much, so very much. Uh, it has helped me deepen my faith. That's great. It's always Excellent. fun to face share. Oh, it's always fun to face share. Um, GL Craft 64, pray for our election. Oh, don't even want to think about that, but yes, I've been praying. Kate, you've been praying too, right? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> ACI says, God is merciful, but he is also just. Well said, Mike. Thank you. Um, GLC, GL Craft 64 says, sorry that I did any bad towards you guys in any way. No, you didn't do anything bad. I don't know. No, you're good. Uh, and Amaze says, me too, singing Angie. Love this time. Awesome. Very good. All right, Kay, I think we're going to move on to the next one. Okay. All right. So how can we keep watch? What can we do to be ready? Okay, I think we kind of touched on these points, but hmm, we'll give some people a chance to chime in here with us. So, hmm. Keep a watch for that bridegroom. <laughs> Yes. And with the way the world's going, he might be coming sooner than later, you know? Yeah, never know. Uh, Bertilia Villagres is sending crying emojis. Oh. Not sure why. Yeah. Hope you're okay. Hmm. Okay. Kate, did you want to answer this question? How can we keep watching? What can we do oh, to okay. be ready? Sure. All right. So. I think we have to keep watch by making sure some of the things we've said already, like making sure we're prayerful, we receive the sacraments, making sure that we don't fall prey to sin, you know, that kind of thing. Um, examine your, our consciences very frequently. Um, so try to live every day as best as you possibly can. Try to always, you know, whatever response in life you have to things, make sure you try to have love in mind with how you respond to situations in life. Not always easy, but you know, I think that's important. Um, just keep your soul in a good place, keep your soul in a state of grace. And then if your soul is ready that way, then you have no fear. So that's the important thing. Like all these things, it's like you were saying, Mike, like all these things that people think are important, all these things that we worry about, there's only one thing to worry about, worry about making sure your soul's in the state of grace. And then all this other stuff, we don't need to worry about good when you point. think of it, so. All right, and we got some people who are chiming in with some good points. Katie says, love God above all things, love our neighbors as ourselves. Absolutely. Very good. D, good evening, D. D says, attend Bible study, pray the rosary every day, follow the commandments and spread the good news. Very good. Mm -hmm. um, Singh Angie says, don't give in to doubt, which leads to worry and fear, and that pulls us away from God's will. Keep the faith and love. So true, singing Angie. Good, that's a good point. Yeah. Tell you, fear is a big thing, and it, it really is a big obstacle for a lot of people. Things. Same, same. Uh, Sandra, Sandra, good evening. Praise you, Lord. Uh, thank you for all your love and guidance. Amen, Sandra. Uh, Marlene says, stay connected uh, with prayers, read the Bible, and receive the sacraments. Amen to that. ACI says, let us keep our lamp burning, our faith burning. Beautifully said. Uh, prayers closer community with our church, receive the sacraments, live out God's words in our lives, our God's word in our lives. Very good. Mm -hmm. Gary okay. says, must do good deeds besides having faith. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, he says all this good, all this good to prepare ourselves, but thinking of the five foolish. Yes. Sandra says, amen. All right, Kay, I think we, cool. we got that one. So. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks everybody. All right, so this is the end of our discussion questions. Okay, so now we're gonna look at the explanation for this parable. So this is the Bible study notes, a Catholic explanation of the parable of the 10 virgins. So it says, there's an old saying about not trying to compare apples and oranges. 
It has something to do with the fact that even though an apple and an orange may have the same basic geometric shape, the two fruits are different in regard to all their other qualities. In the parable of the 10 virgins, the virgins represent those persons already in the church and as Bishop Necht, am I saying that right? So astutely explains, this is a parable about the necessity of both faith and good works in a Christian life. All of the virgins carry the lamp of faith as they await the coming of the bridegroom, but the groom is delayed. The virgins fall asleep, and while they sleep, their lamps consume oil. Then the bridegroom arrives unexpectedly, and at this point, we see the difference between the foolish virgins and the wise virgins. The foolish virgins caught by surprise and not having extra oil must go off to acquire more oil. The wise virgins, having brought extra oil with them, were already to be received, were ready to be received into the wedding. Now the oil represents the oil of good works, and the intent of the parable is to remind us that because death often arrives unexpectedly, we must never become lax in keeping the faith through good works of sacrifice, obedience, and prayer. The foolish virgins, therefore, represent lukewarm Christians through the ages who hold their faith only intellectually and fail to nourish it with constant prayer, penance, and sacrifice for others. Thus, they will be locked out of heaven because of their lack of preparedness for heaven. And why wouldn't the wise virgins share their oil with the foolish virgins? The answer is simple. Each person is personally responsible for his or her own salvation. No attempt to borrow on good works of others at the last minute will save you from what you have failed to do yourself during the course of your life. Makes sense. And someone okay. said that. They said because yeah. of the second coming, you can't, it's that, too late. You yeah. can't do it at that point. So Yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. That's true. You can't, you know, ride on somebody else's coattails in that, that sense. So, yeah. Well, you know what's awesome? Um, like I said, together as a group, all of us, the Holy Spirit spoke to us and we came to our own conclusion, which happens to be the right answer. So mm -hmm. that's just awesome. And Jesus says, where two or more are gathered in my name, so am I. So thank you, Jesus. Thank awesome. you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Praise to God. All right. Very cool. Okay. Does anyone have any special intentions that they would like to have prayed for this evening? We'll hmm. give you guys about 30 seconds. I'd like to add a little intention. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned a girl named Natalie who um, had a stroke and she was doing really badly and she had a fever of 105 and she just had one complication after another. I want to thank everyone who prayed for her because she's making a really good recovery right now. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time out to pray for Natalie. Of course, she still has a long way ahead of her, but, um, you know, prayers are being answered and um, obviously her parents are greatly appreciative also. So just want to say that. And also, of course, tonight is election night and, you know, let's continue to pray for, you know, the will of God to be done and, you know, whatever the outcome is, God's got a plan. So let's just pray, Lord, thy will be done. Absolutely. And then, Kate, didn't you say something about in Africa? Oh, yes. Oh, let's, um, thank you for reminding me. Yes, let's offer prayers for the people in the, is actually in the Philippines who suffered that typhoon that came by recently. I'm trying to remember what it was called, Typhoon Roly or something, super probably was Typhoon Roly, if that's even right. I don't know. Um, but I know that a terrible storm went through there. So please keep those people in your prayers. Okay. Tonight, is I think Nicaragua is getting a, like a category four, Nicaragua somewhere in Central America, and it's very, very, very poor down there. They don't have, you know, the resources and, and things that we, that we have here, like the infrastructure. So if we can keep the people of Central America in our prayers, that'd be great. Oh, that's okay. true too. Yeah, because another storm's around there now too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Katie says, glad to hear about Natalie. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Katie says, I'm still struggling with injuries from a fall. Please pray for pain relief and healing. Absolutely. Oh, will do. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, Amay says, let's pray for more faith in the U.S. Or excuse me, in us all. 
Yes, sorry. Oh, okay. So let's pray for all faith, faith in all of us. Um, Singh Angie says, please pray for my daughter, Miranda. Uh, bipolar depression is taking over and creating a lot of serious problems for her. Oh, Will do. Okay, Pam says, pray for the church in China. Yeah. Um, we certainly will. Angela says, pray for those in Turkey and Greece who are struggling after the earthquake. Yes, big earthquake out there. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for sharing your intentions. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All oh, we right. Got one more. Um, Gary okay. says, a prayer of thanksgiving for all of God's mercy he gives us if we are willing to re revive. Amen. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Kate. Okay. All right, so now we're gonna to go to our closing you, prayer. All right. So, all right, so closing prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Um, Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that we can live in your light and walk in your truth. May the things that you have revealed and thoughts that we have shared dwell in our hearts and stir us to action. We ask all this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Um, that brings us to the end of our uh, Bible study tonight. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Just a reminder um, to look for us on our podcast platforms. You can see those below. Okay, so if you'd like to join us there, that would be wonderful. Also, we have every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, we have our um, Catholic live chat show where we talk about current events and issues related to the Catholic faith. So if you'd like to join us for that, we'd love to have you. Okay. All right. And um, we are talking about our Amazon giveaway. Mike, you want us to shed some light on this one? Yeah, just to give you guys a heads up, over on our live chat show on Thursdays, um, we're doing a Thanksgiving giveaway for our viewers. So um, we'll have registration, how you can register for it. It's very free. All you got to do is give us your first name, your last initial, and the city that you're from. And that'll be on our website as well. So we'll talk more about that later. So, okay. All right. Very cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Once again, thank you for chiming in. Thanks for your comments. This was an awesome discussion tonight, everybody. Bye.